This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. My friend, welcome back, and folks, uh, welcome. We're excited to be here with Pastor David Measures, coming to you from Leicestershire, England. And uh, welcome back, my friend. Do you want to open us in prayer? Yes, we'll do. Father God, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to speak your word onto this program, Lord. It goes all through the world, Lord. I pray, Father God, Lord, that I shall have something for people's, their lives today, Lord, for vision, Lord. I pray, Father God, Lord, that uh, um, you'll lead me to speak your word, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that people will be able to understand, Lord. And I pray, Father God, you get set people free, Lord, today, in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen to that. My friend, welcome back. The microphone is yours. Okay. <coughs> so, title to today's message is for us to declutter our lives. Uh, declutter. Get rid of things that are, that are no good to us. Now, in England, at the moment, spring is coming, even though it's raining, but spring is coming because the bulbs, the new bulbs that we have in England, uh, they're beginning to burst into life and new flowers are coming from little bulbs. So it's a time when people think of moving house or even moving jobs uh, or something different in their lives. That's why it used to be, but you know, sometimes we get stuck in a rut. And so when they um, move out and new jobs, we get new visions and we meet new people, new horizons. And we can all, but we all get stuck in our ways, thinking that we are sometimes dependable if we stand firm all the time. But as for me and my household, I want to say we have not moved more than five miles in 77 years. Now, to some of you, you'll think that's crazy. And I know Shannon will, because he's been all over the world, lived all over the world. But I've not lived more than five miles 
in 77 years, and my wife is the same. We've almost become a part of the fixtures and fittings and the landscape, as you might say. In that time, we can collect so much stuff that we neither want nor use in our homes, but it's always there. We don't want to get rid of it because we think, so. well, we, we might uh, come in handy someday. And, uh, but it builds up and builds up and, and, uh, it can be like that in, in our spiritual life as well. This can be the same with our jobs, our ministry and, and our whole life. And very often we don't declutter. And to some people, they almost find it impossible to change. They just, they can't get rid of everything. And I know people that do, uh, their houses, you can't hardly move in the house, but they never throw anything away. And it can be the same in the church. Whereas people say, we've always done it like this, and that is it. And they're very reluctant to change. Now, to begin with, I want to say this, that the word of God never changes. Wherever we are, the word never changes. But the application of it does. Now, it's that that takes the skill. I'm going to read from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. Now Moses spoke to all Israel on the side of the Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain opposite Shuf, between Paran, Tophel, Laban, Azeroth, and Dizahar. It is eleven days' journey from Oreb by way of Mount Sire to Kadesh Barnea. Now it came to pass in the fortieth year of the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him as commandments to them. After he had killed Sion, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Eshbon, and Og, king of Basham, who dwelt in Ashtaroth, in a place called Edri, on this side of the Jordan, in the land of, the Moab, of Moab. Moses began to explain this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us in Oreb, saying, you have dwelt long enough on this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, and in the mountains and in the lowlands, in the south and to the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them and their descendants forever. 
Now, there's a big uh, problem here with the people of the world now because Israel are not going to give up their land. And, and uh, the Palestinians or the Philistines or whatever you want to call them, they, they want half the land and they want it sharing between them. And not only that, as we all know, they, they don't just want half the land, they want Jerusalem, but they want what God has promised to the children of Israel. And this will be the children of Israel. And I don't think Israel will ever give it away, whatever. Whether America or England or anybody says it, they will not give it away. So this is causing a lot of problems throughout the world. But this is where we are. And we do know that God is with Israel. And he said he'll never leave them or forsake them. In fact, he said, while there's a sun and a moon, God's love for Israel will never diminish. So the Lord, he started to speak to the people, uh, said you dwelt long on this land, on this mountain. Now the children of Israel were going round and round Mount Sire, but getting nowhere. Our lives need to be decluttered. We are looking for healing or deliverance, but there are things inside of us that are obstacles to getting these blessings. Like unforgiveness, there's no healing or deliverance with unforgiveness. I I can remember once, and people don't realise that uh, how much unforgiveness affects your miracle. I prayed with a lady once. I was speaking at a full gospel businessman fellowship, and a lady came. She wanted prayer, and she was paralysed on the right-hand side of her arm. She was totally paralyzed, couldn't move, nothing. So I prayed with her, and she wasn't any better. So, obviously, when people don't get an instant miracle, I want to know why. So I started to talk in, into her life. So I said, tell me, have you got any unforgiveness in your life? She said, no, I forgive everybody, I forgive everybody. So I thought, hmm, well, well, I don't know then. I said, I'd better pray for you again then. And I prayed for her again, and she still wasn't better. So I looked at her. I said, what about forgiving yourself? And she just looked at me. She just broke down and cried. She said, there's something I can't forgive myself for. So I asked her what it was, and she shared with me, and I said, well, if you want healing, you've got to forgive, and you've got to forgive yourself. Well, after a bit of a talk with her, and she decided to, um, to make a decision, even though it was hard, to forgive herself. And uh, I led her in a prayer of forgiving herself, and as soon as she said, Amen, uplifted her right hand and waved it up in the air and she was healed. The paralysis left her and it was the unforgiveness towards herself that stopped the miracle. God was wanted to do the miracle. God's spirit was there. He wanted to do the miracle but she had got unforgiveness in her life and she wasn't willing to get rid of it until she was challenged on it. And some people think unforgiveness towards yourself is is okay, but it's still unforgiveness. 
and God's willing to forgive you, and you need to forgive yourself. So there may be people today who are looking for healing or looking for deliverance, but you've got unforgiveness towards yourself. Maybe you've done something you can't forgive yourself. It may not have been nice or whatever, but you can't forgive yourself. So therefore, you put yourself in bondage, and even God will not help you until you repent. So that's one thing. I just share on that one there. So unforgiveness is an obstacle. Obviously, no repentance. Repentance means change. But it don't just mean I'm sorry. It means that I'm going to try my best to not walk this way again. And any connections to the occult, idols you may have, uh, or Buddhas and statues. I remember a lady came to our church. She got so many issues, tormented at night time with demons in her house, and she wanted us to go and pray with her, and her, her husband wasn't saved, and we went to her house, and she got, well, I don't know how many Buddhas. She, all different Buddhas. She got about 10, I should think, in the, in the lounge alone. I said, you need to smash every one of them. Oh, no, I'm not smashing them, she said. They're all my friends. I said, well, I can't pray for you to be healed with them in the house because you're bringing a curse on yourself. So she kept them, and she was never healed, and she left the church. So Buddhas and statues and Catholic idolatries, there's so many Catholic idolatries that you have. I remember the... The, when the last time I was in um, in Chile, I went to pray. Um, the last person I prayed for before we got on the on the plane to go back to San Paulo, uh, it was in San, just outside Santiago where I was, and the lady she uh, uh, she was blind, and but the church took me to pray with her, and. Uh, she wasn't a Christian, but she was a Catholic, and you could tell she was a Catholic as you looked in her room. They've got all the Catholic idolatries there, rosaries, statues, round scarflers, and everything you can think of. She got it all over her room. But that's all she got. She got nothing. She only a tiny house, very, very poor, and she got nothing. So I didn't tell her to get rid of them straight away but what I did I, try, I prayed for the lady to be healed and and uh, she could start to see she could see her wearing glasses and she could see that uh, um, I got a white shirt on but that's all she could see and I said well that's not a miracle but everybody thought it was a miracle so I said no she can't see how good looking I am I must have been good looking them days anyway she, um, I said, uh, she can't see perfect. So I decided to pray over every one of these Catholic objects. And I think there was 32 or 33 objects in this small room, about uh, less than three meters square. Anyway, I prayed over all these and bound the spirits in them all. And then I prayed with the lady again, and the lady could see perfect. And then when she could see, I'd say, you need to remove all these things and uh, just accept Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. So we are, um, you know, it was a lovely blessing. And then we caught the, the plane and got back to Sao Paulo and over to England. 
but that was the last lady I prayed for in Chile. So, all these type of things, Catholic idolatries, whatever they are, symbols and occult power, body piercings, and of course, the modern day witchcraft images, they call them tattoos. Now, behind all the tattoos, there's a spiritual power. Did you know 32% of adults throughout the world, 32% of adults have tattoos? At this moment, it is a £2 billion industry this year. And yet it's occult and God warns us to do this, not to have it. And so many Christians have had tattoos and are found out and not until they pray for them and renounce them and been prayed for, they don't get healed. And there's other things like wind chimes and children, the little children today, and so many wearing unicorn images on their clothes representing evil spirits. And a lot of people with second-hand jewellery, you don't know who's had it before, it could have been a spiritist, and particularly with rings, because a ring is meant to be everlasting love, and uh, it goes round and round and round, and uh, the um, the thing is with rings, that uh, it has occult power if it's been in, on the wrong hand before. And music, we've got to watch that, music we listen to, and also books. I had a lady, she went to us to go and pray to her house, and she got demons in the house. And this lady was an avid reader, and she got all sorts of books, And um, but she was very open to the, the spirit. And I was just looking around the books, and then I picked a book up, a certain book, she started to manifest a demon. And so I would pray with her, throw that book in the pile to be dumped, pick another book up, she'd be all right, pick another book up, she started to manifest. So we had to really do a good clean out of all the books that she got because they were got occult connections. Now, whether it be in our own personal lives or ministry for Jesus, it may be that there are things that we allow in, but we are reluctant to change. And this is what happened to the children of Israel. They was going round and round Mount Sinai. And in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verses 2 to 3, it says, And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northwards. Well, the Israelites had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses had told them earlier in Deuteronomy that the journey, which took 40 years, should have only taken 11 days. Imagine that. The Lord had a promised land for them to enjoy. He had already established and prepared it for them to go into and possess. It was only an 11-day journey from where the word of the Lord was given on Mount Oreb to the promised land. And yet the people had squandered around 40 years until most of that generation had died. They wandered through the wilderness 
because they would not believe the Lord and obey. Now, there they are near to the point of entering in, and the people have been circling Mount Syria. God says you've been skirting this mountain long enough. It is time to move and forward and possess the promises of the Lord. And I want to say to people today, it's time to move forward and press what God wants for you. Because God wants the best for all of us. Whatever ministry it is, he wants the best for you. And I, I believe that I've lost out on something that God wanted for my life. Big time, really. Okay, but God still blessed me. But because of my probably fear at the time or not knowing and uh, people have said to me uh, in the past David you'll mess about with about 12 people in your church when with your ministry you could reach the world and I just ignored that I thought well God will show me that but I'm beginning to just wonder now I don't regret it but uh, I've just been wondering what could have been if I when I was younger because like I said I've been living here for 77 years we've not moved more than 5 miles well maybe you're a person the same Maybe you're in a church place and you're doing this, whatever you're doing, and maybe God's got something special for you to do. But, you know, with fear and different things, uh, and also the occult we're talking about, it can hold you back. But we often get stuck in our wilderness crossing and wind up going in aimless circles, which leads to frustration and disappointment and I guess I'm speaking to a lot of people today that are frustrated and disappointed with their Christian life of where they really want to be because we all want to do our best for Jesus and we want to we want to be able to do like he did I was reading a scripture yesterday where it said the servant of the Lord Jesus will not shout in the streets he will not make a noise, but he will. But the power of God went so through him so much that he just got to walk by people and be healed, and and people were receiving miracles everywhere where he went, and people flocked to him. And sometimes we we don't see the big picture. Like Jesus was, I want to be like Jesus was, and I'm, I'm still open to it. Anyway, consider this: if the problem you are facing looks the same each day, if nothing ever changes, then you are going round in circles in that wilderness journey. If each day looks the same as the one before and the one before that, and nothing ever changes, then you are circling Mount Sion, and you will never get to the promised land. Going in circles will never gain forward progress, 
So determine that it is time for you to go forward. It is a time to possess the victories and deliverances that have already been paid for you by Jesus. If you read further in Deuteronomy chapter 2, the Lord tells the people it is time to turn and take their journey to deliverance. God reminds the people that he's had his eye on them the whole journey, and yet he is faithful, because God is watching us all the time. And he said he'll never leave us or forsake you. So, you know, wherever you are, God has got his eye on you. In fact, I think it said somewhere, he knows every hair on your head. And he chose you and he put his spirit in you and he knows where you are. And I do believe if we make a wrong step, then if we, as long as we're going to moving, even if we're going backwards, God could turn us around. And, you know, I explained this once in the church service, it's amazing now, but I was saying that some people have not only got the handbrake on, but they got it in gear as well. So they will not move, they will not change. And yet, God wants us to be flexible. If we go start moving in the right direction, God will lead us. But we've got to be prepared to allow God to lead us, and that's where it takes something called faith. So it is time for us to trust him and move in the fullness of his promises. If everything looks the same each day to you, then you are circling Mount Sion, and it is a time for you to change your perspective. God's eye has always been upon you. Now it is time for your eye to meet his eye, to see his word. Look to the word instead of the problems and you will also find the answers and deliverance. The promised land is in him. See it in the word and then move forward and go into possess. Until you do this, you'll only continue to circle in your own Mount Sion. So, Mount Sears, I should say. So, there's a little question here at the end for all of us. Are we prepared to do something different in our lives to get a different outcome? Or always be satisfied with second best? Amen. You there, Shannon? Yes, sir. Powerful word today. Yes, a short word, but it's very powerful. Declutter our lives. You know, today, I was uh, going through some of that myself. I'm hoping to have my mom come in here for the first time. Uh, we, we haven't seen her in, um, shoot, 10 years. Wow. And, and she hasn't met her grandchildren yet, so I was, I've was i got a spare room here, but it's turned really into a junk room, and I was in there, I said, man, I've got to get this thing cleaned up and declutter. And I went in yes, there. Yes, you have. It's a message for you then, isn't it? And, well, absolutely. Um, and you know what? I threw away four or five bags of just junk that was in there, and then I've got this big pile of uh, blankets and comforters, you know, and um, I'm like, we got more than we need. And I've got no place to store this stuff anymore. So 
I've got to talk to Mom and Rita tomorrow and say, hey, look, you've got to go through this stuff, and um, we need to give it to somebody, do something with it. We just can't keep this clutter anymore. After a while, you know, you run out of space. and uh, Well, you, you do. My wife said to me, do you want these other shirts? I said, well, if I've not worn the shirt or the particular trousers in the last year, then I don't really need them, do I? And, you know, there's a lot of people that can uh, benefit when we do, um, you know, uh, Operation Clean Sweep in our houses, you know. And you, you might, a lot of people, if they really do this, they'll probably, it'll be good for the soul. But, you know, not only in your physical house, I'm talking about your spiritual house as well, as you can see. Because we got things in our soul which it, it needs decluttering. Absolutely. And getting get deliverance. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's the, even more important is the spiritual clutter. Yes, it got. is, yes. People are carrying talk, things I'm, around for decades I want, sometimes. I, I want to talk about everything because, you know, in the physical and also in the, in the natural and also in our spiritual. It's all of us. We, we need to declutter. I heard Dr. Jordan Peterson, the uh, you know very famous psychologist, mentioned today on a it was a Facebook clip reel. He said, "Find something that uh, is undone in your life and go fix it." I mean, you may have a lot of things that need to be done. Start with one. He said, "Start by making your bed." How many people don't make their bed? Their whole life's in clutter and you know disarray. <laughs> And uh, yeah. they overlook something as small as that. You know, when you join the military, I'm told that's one of the first things they do. Uh, teach you how to make your bunk, you know, and then they do a daily inspection. And, you know, what pertains to you, I think your trunk has to be organized. And everything else is built on that foundation. Um, people's lives are so out of whack. Have you seen these reality shows called Hoarders? And Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they're... That's going to the extreme, isn't it? There's people who have actually died. Uh, they were uh, professional hoarders, and one day they just found them under a pile of magazines or something, or boxes with a leg sticking out. I mean, literally, there was no place to walk. I actually went into a house one time with this man. He was in his 90s, and uh, he was a hoarder. And his whole house had things stacked up everywhere. I mean, it was just piles and piles of things again old magazines and things like that I love magazines but uh, he had too much of everything in there and I guess it was the accumulation of his life and uh, it was sad and uh, well, I want to show you. there was hardly anywhere for him to walk but he did have a big easy chair that he sat in and uh, I went in there and he was sitting there and what was interesting is I looked at his arm brother David and he had a tattoo on there that looked like it had been done yesterday. And this tattoo would probably have been 50 or 60 years old by that time. It was amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. He died with his tattoo. You know, being in the military, you know, you get those things. But uh, his whole life was a clutter. And then his name was Brother, uh, his name was uh, Willard. He died, and someone had to go in there and clean out all that stuff, and they probably dumped most of it. Well, if your house, if your house that you're living in is cluttered up, like you're saying, 
you can bet your spiritual house is the same. Well, that's exactly right. You know, there's a saying that if you've got rats, it's because you've got dirt and trash and clutter. You clear out the trash, you get rid of the rat. I had a big, yeah. a big rat one day that was uh, over here on the wall outside the front door. It was about 4 a.m. I was pulling these all-nighters and ordered a late um, pizza or something. I flicked on the light, and I saw this huge rat. It was about, it looked like a foot long to me. It wasn't that big, but it was just huge. And I'm like, dear God. And I said, you know what? I got too much clutter out there on my uh, driveway. I had these uh, shelves out there, and I just kept, we just kept putting things out of the car to the shelf, and shelf got more packed. And I said, you know, no wonder. This this rat has all kinds of places to hide over here. And I literally had to uh, clear out everything. It took me a few hours to get rid of the clutter there in the uh, carport. But then afterwards, there was no hiding place for that rat. And I disinfected everything, you know, squirted down the uh, the porch out there with pine saw, cleaned it up, spick and span, and there was nothing to attract that rat anymore. Yeah. And well, this is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, in my home is places that we've not areas, particularly outside or in sheds and things like that, and I'm just getting rid of it, and I'm, um, I'm burning it and getting it out of the way. If I've not used something in, 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 in 10 years, I don't think I'm ever going to use it. Somebody, Some people's emails are like that. I have heard of people that have tens of thousands of emails. They just hang on to them. You know, yeah, I know. No, I've seen things, people who got ten, uh, probably people with five, six, seven thousand emails, not even looked at any. And they'll probably never get on, to them. On their phone. Sometimes it's better just do Operation Clean Sweep, delete them all, and start from scratch. And then, yeah, you know. Well, they're not going to look at them, are they? Some people have now, a system. Uh, where they you say, know, I look at mine every day, and if you, if you do it, it comes up, get rid of it or whatever. I mean, you know, you've well, got to be proactive in these things. Uh, some people get a lot of junk mail, you know. Uh, now I'm talking in the mailbox. And they yeah, said, this stuff yeah. just piling up. I said, so what do you do? They said, the minute I get it, I decide, am I going to look at it or not? And I either look at it or I throw it in the garbage. And they never have any clutter. I mean, we've got to get organized out here. Cleanliness is next to godliness, not only in the physical. You know, but in the spiritual, there's some spiritual house cleaning people have to do. Generational curses, personal yes. sins. Um, it may be they've got their house cluttered with uh, new age and occult items that are inviting demonic attack into their homes. Well, when I, sp- when I got this together today and I was checking it out, I thought, oh, well, we'll find out um, what's the percentage of people with tattoos adults with tattoos yeah and uh, on the google it says 32 percent of people adults throughout the world have tattoos that's shocking it really is i miss and the it's a two myself. billion pound in- industry 32 percent you know what There's 32 percent a- it's a demon demonized because the Bible said, do not uh, tattoo your bodies or, or pierce your bodies and tattoo your bodies for the dead. Now, you're not 
what's he talking about it, you are giving credence to the spirits of the dead to the just like just like um uh when you call up a, a de, um in a seance or something like that or fortune telling and that it's the same thing and many people have had to pray for they've had to receive deliverance um from the tattoo they're branding themselves just like you brand cattle with a mark to show who uh has ownership a lot of lot of christians don't talk about it because there's that many and, and it's a controversial thing but if there's people here with tattoos you need to renounce them and you need to get somebody just to anoint it and pray over you and break any curse on it it is on you absolutely and don't get any more it, it will affect you you'll see many people start out with one next thing you know they've got a whole yep. arm both arms they've got it coming up their neck and then it really gets bad when they begin to tattoo their face like a mike tyson yeah i've never had one and i don't want one i never in the army if i had one but uh, uh to me the detestable if god wanted me to have a tattoo i'd be born with one wouldn't i well i agree i missed the bullet i I don't have any tattoos, and I thank God for that. But as a young man, about 18, I was into martial arts, idolized uh, some of these kung fu artists, and I wanted to get me a green dragon. Now, I had no idea what I what I know now, then, what the ramifications that have been. That's Satan's own calling card right there, the dragon. God yeah, forbid. Yeah. And, you know. You, did, you didn't have it, did you? Oh, no. Thank God. I, I didn't do it. Well, praise God. Praise God. I'm just saying, almost did. I was uh, ignorant of the devil's devices. Nobody spoke about that. Uh, no, you would not have got a, You do not get away with anything with God. Now, forgives you. God forgives the people when you ask Him to forgive whatever you've had. If you've had a tattoo, it forgives you. If you ask sure. Him to forgive you, sure. But the consequences you would not get away with. Oh, it, it just invite uh, demonic attack and. Because because it could bring it can it could bring sickness and death. Brother David, I grew up in the church. I've been in church my whole life. I mean, you know, from age two, my earliest recollection. I should have known better, but the church didn't talk about these topics that we're talking about tonight. Deliverance. Open no. open doors to the enemy. Nobody spoke against tattoos. Now they may When have, I first spoke on uh, um against um uh, in, in a particular church uh, said about uh, fortune telling was wrong people in the church said nobody's ever spoke about anything like that we don't talk about that I said yeah but a lot of you have been involved absolutely we never talked about uh, how a Christian can be demonized breaking of generational curses soul ties all these topics yeah. that I love you know we never talked about the head covering Although, no. I saw people in the mission fields that obeyed the word of God over there in Corinthians, and they got the blessing for it. Yep. So, it's Absolutely. sad. The, the, the church should know better, but sadly, uh, many are never taught the truth. But I'm thankful for the truth. The truth will set us free, and where we have erred, we can go to the Lord and repent. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all righteousness. Now, we may need to take some additional action. May need to break the curse, get some deliverance. Uh, make sure we do uh, 
clean sweep of our house, get this idolatry out of there, close these demonic doors. I've had to do those things myself. And I'm on guard. And Um, there's people listening. You can guarantee there are people listening that we're talking to their lives today. The good news is you can fix these things. Yeah. It's time to get rid of this stuff. It's time well, to if you haven't got this program, where are they going to, where are they going to hear it? Because you don't hear it in a lot of churches. You don't. Nobody talks about it because they don't want to talk about it in the church in case somebody leaves the church. Absolutely. Not to mention, you've got spiritual pride in many of these churches that goes back a long time. You know, a Christian can't have a demon. You know, we yeah. don't need to give the devil power by talking about this. You don't give the devil power by talking about this. You expose him, and you weaken him. The truth will set us free. Not absolutely uh, throwing it in the closet. We need to empty those closets. Some people got closets full of things they need to get out, in the physical and the spiritual. This is what we're talking about, decluttering. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you a true story, and I'll make it short. While we're on this subject today, uh, I had a massive uh, hoard of things back when I was a, a prepper and I still do believe in some preparation you never know what calamity may hit but I did overkill on it and of course it was organized most of it was organized that is uh, some of it I just threw in a storage unit but I'm going to tell you it was overwhelming to me the more I had the more I had to worry about and had to fret over uh, expiration dates you know what happens when I'm yep. gone can someone break in you know I just was overwhelmed and when you declutter you literally set yourself free and I can remember times where I threw things out or I made decisions you know what I haven't used that thing in 10 years I probably won't use it in the next 10 years what's the point sell it or give it away do whatever and as I began to declutter I felt so free and I, I still find myself accumulating things. Uh, I've got a box in here, probably got a hundred uh, of these charging cables for your phone. Uh, I'm like, how did yeah. I accumulate that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't need a hundred, but that's what I got. And it looks like a, a box of spaghetti. Uh, I certainly don't need to buy any more, but that's taking up space. You probably only want one now because you've changed them all, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, you got the iPhone, Android, you got yeah, the mini USB. Yeah, a couple, yeah. But you don't need a hundred of them. I mean, no. good grief. It's clutter. So I'm literally going through this thing in, in practical application right now, and I'm still going to be in a in a jam because we've, we've got – I married a woman who's like my grandmother. My grandmother Weber would save everything. And when it came to food, you would open up her refrigerator – and it was jam-packed. Now, grandmother knew where everything was. But I'm like, grandmother, what's this? I went to clean out her uh, refrigerator one time. I went to visit my grandmother, try to help her out. And she got angry at me. Son, you kept me throwing that out. I was going to eat that. And, you know, she came from a background where they were so poor that, uh, you know, many times they, uh, you know, they lived day by day. And uh, it was, you know, they just, they were very careful with what they had and so and that's okay but there is a point where you can become a hoarder and her refrigerator looks like that i i told my wife i you're just like my grandmother weber you do the same to our refrigerator and i have to go in there 
And look, I've thrown things out, and then she'll find out a few days later and uh, get into a knockdown drag out and get angry at me. So mm-hmm. I've got the point. I just have to leave some stuff in there, but then I tell her, you need to throw that out. I mean, that was a week old. But, I mean, it can go from your refrigerator to your closets. i got so much stuff stacked up here over the eight years we've been here. I don't have any room for anything. I'm having to literally declutter as we speak. Um, and I'm still going to be embarrassed to bring my mother in. But it is what it is. Mom, you have, have a lovely, clean place when she comes there to see you, and uh, everything can be good. It's but overwhelming. But it holds us back spiritually as well. Yes, it does, and that's a a manifestation of the physical can oftentimes be a sign of spiritual under you know underlying problems, root issues that we need to deal with. Well, yes, I mean, the thing is, is that we love it where we are. We've got to love the house where we are. But I've been I've been around this area for 77 years. Now, that's a long and time. And there's, there's, there's a world, <laughs> isn't there? Brother, it is. You might have to take a world uh, tour now. I want to do a world tour, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, hey. I'll call in at Bali on the way. Um People in the Deep South tended to do that. I've got folks that have been in the same place, Toombs County, Georgia, you know, their whole life. And and uh, they born there, they'll die there. Nothing wrong with that, but I hear what you're saying. Um, you can also move too much, and then, you know, you have no roots, and that's sad too. I think um, this is the longest I've been in one place, to my recollection, uh, since I've been here in Bali, coming up on eight years in April consistently one place i think i just beat my record and um so there we are you know we're here till the lord yeah. gives us our next yeah. uh, marching order but well good message today. yeah the main the main thing is uh, get rid of the uh, things that are cutting our lives spiritually because we're not going to be walking with god when we've got things that we're not prepared to get rid of jesus doesn't want us to have any clutter in our in our souls that's going to hold us back from serving him you know the biggest area i think comes to mind when you said that is people with unforgiveness yeah that that was that was true that was that uh, um she was paralyzed and that's until I, I took her through that prayer of forgiving herself did the and suddenly the miracle came and the paralysis left her Absolutely, there may be some people that are cluttering their lives with um, with people that are not walking with the Lord. Two can't walk together as one unless they both agree. That's right. It may be time. So to... that, let's hope that's helpful for some people who are looking for healing today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because uh, they've really got to search their hearts to see if they've got any unforgiveness towards themselves, because they're not going to get healed even if you pray for them. Absolutely, we've got to get spiritually, get need a spiritual house cleaning and a deep cleaning. Maybe on top of that, maybe your life yep. is like that soiled carpet, and you vacuumed it, but it's got some deep stains. They need to be cleansed by the power of the blood of Jesus. My friend, you want to pray for people before we close? 
Yes, I will do, yes. Father God, I do pray for everyone who's listened to this message today, and there may be many that are, that are looking for answers for their life, looking for answers for their healing um, of, of certain issues, Lord, and, and uh, deliverance, Lord, from evil spirits, Lord, but, Lord, they've got things in their homes, they've got things in their life, Father God, they've got wrong things in their soul, Lord, and resentment and unforgiveness, Lord. And Father God, even though you want to heal, Lord, Lord, you cannot do it, Lord, because, Lord, it's a spiritual thing, Lord. You said if we do not forgive, then you will not forgive us, Lord. And Father God, when we keep ourselves in bondage, sometimes, Lord, we blame ourselves, Lord, blame blame you I should say Lord and really it's ourselves we should blame I pray Father God for all those who are looking for healing if they've got any unforgiveness towards themselves or anybody I pray this day Lord that they will make a decision now Lord to forgive whoever it may be and Lord if you've got any occult in their lives Lord I pray Father God they'll repent of it Lord and if you've got any objects in their home Lord we pray Lord get set it free Lord and declutter their homes Lord and declutter the the things Lord that's holding them back Lord and so Lord we can all move forward with you Lord I ask you to bless the people and bless Shannon Lord and, and Lord heal people Lord today who the people that are repenting at this moment, I pray, Father God, your Holy Spirit to come upon them, and Lord, you'll heal them, and you'll set them free. And we rebuke every evil spirit, and we command it to loose them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Brother David, before we close, give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry? Yes. Uh, well, my church is called Yesterday, Today and Forever, and it's in Colville, Leicestershire. It's 100 miles north of uh, London, uh, 40 miles east of Birmingham. Uh, I've got a church website. It's uh, ytfchurch.co.uk. And then I've also got my own personal website, which is dwmmi.org. That stands for David William Measures Ministers International.org. And on there, I've got um, YouTube channels. You see many YouTubes. You can see books that I've wrote and uh, many videos and uh, miracles. You can see so many, many miracles of, of all descriptions that the Lord has allowed me to see. Um, blind, seeing, mute, speaking and hearing and crippled walking and you name it, uh, God has used me in it by, by his grace. So proving that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And if anybody wants any of those, they can buy them and uh, through my PayPal account, which is on, on, uh, on the website. Uh, and also if you want to place a gift, you can please put it on there as well so it is dwmmi.org thank you for listening everybody thank you my friend uh, brother David how about a fortnight would uh, March yeah, 6th Wednesday me, Shannon, we'll see you then me, yeah. God bless you my friend God bless you yes bye bye Shannon bye bye folks that was uh, David Measures I'm going to set him up for fortnight which will be uh two weeks from now he's on every two weeks so that will be um, he'll be back on March 6th 
Okay. Well, I'm going to save these and upload them along with the stuff we did last night, so we'll be uh, caught up, and um, we'll be back tonight, 7 o'clock, four more shows. We're doing a total of seven today. I post the daily schedule up on my Facebook wall. Be sure and check that out, and uh, you can get the full uh, schedule for the, each day as I post it. We're going to have uh, tonight John Gogan. Frank Marzullo, Speak My Word, and Doug Perry. Check out my website at omegamanradio.com. I want to thank you out there who support these programs. It enables us to keep going. God bless you all. Love you. In Jesus' name, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in.